Okay, so let's talk the Australian election. And Australia has a new Prime Minister. And the Conservatives, who have been in power for nine years, are gone. Scott Morrison has stepped down immediately as leader of the Liberal Party. And so Anthony Albanese will be the next Prime Minister of Australia. So to talk us through this, Murray Groot, once again, an Emeritus Professor of Politics and International Relations at Macquarie University. And he joins us now. Murray, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for asking me. Yep. G'day, Murray. Um, now, how big a win was this, and does it is it big enough so Albo can get his policies, what he wants to do, implemented? Uh, well, we have 151 seats in the House uh, of Representatives, the lower house. We have two houses, unlike New Zealand, two houses. Uh, the one that matters is, of course, the House of Reps. There are 151 seats. You need 76 seats for a majority. Labor at the moment has 72 on the counting as it stands. The outgoing coalition has 50. There are three Greens. There are 12 independents now, and there are 14 seats still undecided. So Labor still needs to get, from those 14, it still needs to get uh, four seats to get a majority. Uh, if it doesn't, it's a hung parliament. Uh, they govern in minority. What that means is that Labor would need to assure the Governor General that they have the numbers on the House in the House yep. for confidence and supply. It'll be hoping to get this from the Greens without making any policy concessions to the Greens on, say, climate or inequality, yep. or from one of the other two independents who have been re-elected. That means it won't need any of the other new independents, the so-called green or teal independents, women representing formerly liberal electorates, where issues of climate change and integrity came to the fore. So we just have to yeah. wait and see. I don't even have to wait very long. Yeah. Uh, the chances are Labor will get the 76, yeah. uh, and then it will govern its own. And then, in terms of getting a program through, Tim, mm. you've got to deal with the Senate in Australia, and the Senate is not controlled by the government. It hasn't been controlled by the government, whoever the government's been for quite a while. Yeah. And it's very likely the Greens will have the balance of power in the Senate. There'll be a number of them, large number of them, and they'll have to negotiate with the, with the Greens in the Senate and perhaps with other minor parties in the Senate. Yeah. You need to pass both houses in order to get legislation through. Okay, so I guess Scott Morrison's satisfied that he's lost, though, because he's stood down. Um, so at least he's confident that, that Al- Albanese's got it in the bag, I guess. Oh, yes. It'll be either a minority Labor government or a majority Labor government. That's certain. Uh, how much of the win was a vote for Anthony Albanese uh, versus it's a vote for anyone but Scott Morrison? Um, I don't think it was much of a vote for Anthony Albanese. It was much more of a, a vote of anyone but Scott Morrison. And the, and the, and the Liberal vote went into a number of uh, different places. Um, so some of the Labor did win some seats from, from the Liberals. Uh, they might win six or seven. The Liberals lost about 20. Um, some of the seats went to independents. The odd seat even went to the Greens. The odd Liberal seat even went to the Greens. So the... the the coalition under Morrison, under a very unpopular prime minister, split. The, the vote went every which way, including Labor, but not exclusively Labor. Murray, what was it about Scott Morrison that made him unpopular? Uh, it's a good question. Um, a number of things, I think. Um, 
there was a sense among uh, women. Women were crucial to this result, and uh, they've been moving away from the coalition for a while. They used to be the backbone of the coalition a very long time ago, but those days are over. And uh, Morrison exacerbated the problem for the coalition uh, by not taking women and women's issues seriously when they came to the fore through the Me Too movement, harassment in the parliament, all the sort of things that we're now used to. Uh, it's certainly in Australia and other parts of uh, the Western world uh, where these issues are now very important and noticed by women in particular. That alienated a lot of women. Those independent seats... There are five of them lost from liberal heartlands. All of them went to women candidates who stood as independents. They're sort of women that should have been part of the Liberal Party, uh, pre-selected perhaps for the, some of these seats, but completely alienated on gender issues, but also on questions like climate change, which is a bigger issue for women than for men, and the integrity of politics. So uh, ScoMo's inability to uh, uh, commit himself to a, a, uh, an integrity commission, a corruption commission with teeth, mm, to yeah. a climate change um, uh, ambition of, of great ambition, those sort of things cost him dearly. How much were those factors when balanced against the fact that ScoMo uh, was basically Prime Minister in a very difficult period, the pandemic. How much did that play that he was just leader through a fairly um, average time for everyone? Yeah, um, probably unfairly. Um, he probably didn't get the credit he deserved. Um, people uh, uh, quite quickly discount those sort of things, begin to take them for granted, begin to think more about the costs of what was involved, including lockdowns, loss of work, those sort of things, inability to travel, those sort of things lingered. And the problem that the government had in rolling out uh, protective equipment in terms of vaccinations and so on, it wasn't a very successful handling by ScoMo, even though we have, as they say, come through it. That, that's, that's a line which works well for the government because, in fact, we haven't come through it. We now have more deaths and more people with COVID than ever before, but it's no longer a period of lockdown, of weekly announcements, um, of uh, the imposition of face masks and so on. So there is now a narrative which says we've come through it. And that should have worked for ScoMo, but it was overwhelmed by other things, some of the things I've talked about, and the other thing uh, which played against him were cost of living issues. So, you know, we are not quite as badly, I think, as New Zealand, experiencing a bout of inflation. People's wages are falling behind, and they have been behind for a long time in Australia. Those issues came to the forefront, and they did not play well for the government. So what then happens to the Liberal Party without Scott Morrison? Does it move further to the right, despite the fact that, as uh, you say, that there are a, a lot of people who have abandoned the Liberal Party yes. because yep. of the lack of attention on things like climate change and, and the women's issues that you talk about? Yeah, no, it's now torn, I think. Well, it's been torn for a while under, under SCOMA, but this will now really bring it to the surface. Uh, it's torn between those who say it should move further to the right 
Um, the Sky News Channel is a great proponent of this view. It should move further right and pick up the votes that went to One Nation and to Clive Palmer's United Australia Party. That's one view, that basically it had moved too much to the middle, it was too much like Labour light, and it lost Conservative votes. The other view says, look at the figures on Saturday night, and you'll see that we've lost, or the Liberal Coalition has lost votes to Labour, the Greens and Independents. They need to move to the middle or to the left to regain those votes. It's not clear how well either strategy would work. The first one about moving to the right, there's little sign that the coalition won back conservative voters this time by campaigning on traditional conservative values like the immutable nature of male and female, for example. There was an attempt by Morrison to run that line. On the other hand, if they're after seats that they've lost to the middle and left, the terrible story for the Liberals is that once independents are elected, they are very difficult to dislodge. And the Liberals have lost five heartland seats to high-profile women who will be very difficult to remove. From the New Zealand perspective, one of the one of the bugbears for a lot of Kiwis is the SCOMOs deporting of five hundred ones, even if they've lived there most of their lives. Can we see? Yeah. Any, are there any benefits to New Zealand from that aspect, or any other aspect? In fact, is this good news for New Zealand from that issue? Um, it hasn't surfaced. You would expect Labor to uh, to soft pedal this a bit more. I I don't see Labor trying to make this a big issue. Um, I know it's, a, it's an important issue for New Zealand, um, and uh, I, I think there'd be some room here for renegotiating this with, 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 uh, with Australia. I don't see Penny Wong as the foreign minister um, would be very keen to pursue, keep pursuing this line. Uh, I've seen that Australia, just looking at it here, Australia has changed Prime Minister seven times since 2010, whereas New Zealand has changed PM seven times since 1990. In fact, there was one six-year period where I think you had five five changes of Prime Minister. Oh, you're such a backward nation, Tim. You're such a backward nation. So so what do you think is going to happen now? I mean, there was a little bit more stability with Morrison. Um, As much as you said that it was Morrison who lost the election rather than Albanese winning it, what, what do you see for Australia in terms of stability under Albanese? Well, it's a very good question. The Liberals will obviously, you know, have to uh, select a new Labour. Labour, I think, has a problem that they will need to address, in my view, sooner rather than later. That is, um, Albanese is not a particularly popular, he's not unpopular, but he's not a, he's not a vote winner. Uh, and... Labor's vote has actually gone back slightly. Its first preference vote has actually slipped back slightly in this election, despite the fact that it has picked up a number of seats and will form uh, will form government. And I think uh, if the polls turn against Labor, uh, then there will be rumblings and a notion that there should be replacement of of Albanese even in the first term with a woman. <laughs> Blimey. Um, And ScoMo has been pretty strong on issues, uh, international issues, and especially defence with regard to China and uh, their aggression. Can we see Albanese being similarly as strong uh, and following that on? I think think a Labour government, there'll be a change of tone in relation to China. Um, It'll be much quieter. There'll be a greater emphasis on diplomacy. 
and I think an attempt to listen uh, more to countries like Japan rather than the US, but nonetheless a broad continuation of the coalition's policy of working closely with the Americans in relation to China. Um, Australia finds itself in, uh, in, a, in a dilemma and no, uh, no government on either side has really uh, been able to work through this. They've been singled out by, Australia's been singled out by China and uh, the attempt by the Australians to sort of do something about this hasn't worked very well and it's pushed them more and more to saying, well, we're going to be uh, doing what the Americans uh, want to do and want us to do. Uh, there'll be, I think, from Penny Wong, an attempt to, uh, to, to be much more nuanced uh, in relation to, to China and to learn from other countries that have had to deal with China in the Asia-Pacific. Murray, we've got to wrap up, but that does make me think that very, very quickly that France's outgoing foreign minister actually celebrated the defeat because Australia and France have had this big falling yep. out. So, so does that change yep. in any way at all? No, it's a bit naughty of him to do this, I think, in terms of what the protocols of diplomacy require. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, a, um, um, giving the outgoing prime minister the finger, and I think that'll be the end of it. I presume they're hoping to work more closely with a Labour government, but renegotiating the deal to dump the deal which Australia now has with Britain and the US and to go back to France, I don't see that happening. Murray Groot, thank you so much for your expertise on this. Murray is an emeritus professor of politics and international relations.